0: guys done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know I'm about to put the ugly face on now. praising 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 if you understand what I if you feel what I'm feeling right now my God Oh the blood it reached it didn't find me on no mountain it found me in the lowest valley I know some of you guys are up there on the mountaintop but his blood reaches even up there. Oh my. Oh my. You know I was sitting there as they were singing. You might be seated if you can. You know I was sitting there and thinking as they were singing. Lord you know there's a word called hallelujah. That's the highest praise that you can give the Lord. And I thought about it and I said, that's not enough. We need another word. We need another word. Hallelujah. That's Lord. That's all we have It's hallelujah. It's the highest form of praise. That's what we have. So let's use that word. Say hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Oh, I just love the Lord today. You know what? I got up today and I was just thankful to the Lord. Thankful I had a roof over my head. Thankful I didn't go to bed hungry last night. Thankful that I got up this morning in my right mind. I was able to walk. I was able to use my limbs. God blessed me and I didn't have time to eat so I was blessed to be able to stop and get some coffee in, in, in and in a cross sign or something. I'm blessed and I know it. And Lord, so when I prayed this morning, I said, Lord, look on those that don't have. Look on those, Lord, that need. Thank God for ministry. Thank God for those that have hearts to help those that don't have, those that need, those that are suffering thank god for hearts to give hearts that love others you know one thing we're learning around here is that we have to put others before ourselves we have to we have to uh, esteem bible says esteem others more highly than yourself and love them because some people just need love what i just say some people all right all of us I know I need love I don't know about you but I need I need love and I thank God I am loved I'm loved praise God today I want to talk to you for like they say I won't be for you long I'm going to try not to be what time is. it? Okay. Okay, I'm I'm shooting <laughs> I'm shooting for what? Don't be laughing back there. I'm shooting for 105. Okay, look at this lesson. Exalt the Lord and worship him. You know, we've been praising the Lord this morning. We love the Lord. We we praise him in song and and we've been worshiping him. But I want to distinguish between praise and, and worship, and I want to uh, show you some things about worship. This is a real simple message today. Worship the Lord. Exalt the Lord and worship him. The difference between praise and worship. Praise is just something you do. It's an activity. You do it. You may be doing it out of a heart of love, or you may not. You can praise you can praise. And sing, but you just like to sing. But worship is a little different. Worship it shows us that there is a relationship between the worshipper and the one being worshipped. A relationship, and in that relationship, the word in the in the Old Testament, the Hebrew for worship, is a picture, and that picture is of a person who is a slave to the master. We are servants of the Lord and we worship him because, and that's what we're going to talk about. Why do we worship? What is worship? We're going to look at uh, uh, what worship is. Then we're going to look at some expressions, examples of worship. We're going to look at why we worship it. Those are things we think we know and we probably do and we probably never had anybody bring it to you this way. But this is stuff you already know. We're just going to kind of go over this a, a little bit. Psalm 99 and 9 says, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain in Jerusalem for the Lord our God is holy. Isaiah chapter 6. You see a vision that Isaiah is, is seeing and he sees the Lord high and lifted up his glory fills the temple and he sees angels flying around the throne shouting holy 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 is the Lord God almighty the whole earth is full of his glory holy and I like what somebody used to say they say they cry holy they've been crying holy since before time and since time began they cry holy every time god does something every time like a holy every time he fed me holy every time he changed somebody's life holy every time he moved in somebody's behalf holy every time he fed you holy every time he healed you holy every time he touched your wayward child holy and so we are worshiping a god who is holy so what is worship worship is defined as supreme honor veneration given in thought or deed to a person or a thing worship separates humans from animals animals don't worship We worship. And I say we meaning humans. And I say that about all humans. You may not worship the God we're talking about, but you worship something or you worship somebody. Some people worship idols. What are we talking about idols? Do we have idols? This is 21st century. We have idols? Oh, you mean that car? Oh, yeah. That, that house, those 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 kids, our our associates, you know. I know such and such. I know his. I know I, I hang out with that guy. Yeah, we have idols. Some, you know what? The most prominent idol we have. Me. I put me on the throne. You know, this is why the the Ten Commandments had with the first commandment and the tenth commandments thou shalt have no other gods before me and if you put any other god before him if you put anything of more prominence than god on the throne you're into idolatry even if it's you even if it it could be that that sheepskin you got that degree masters doctorate look at me you know get that car you know You go to the dealer, you look at that car, and you look at it, and you admire it, and what do you say? That's me. That's me. I'll I'll look good in that. That's me. And we identify with our stuff. But God wants worship. Worship separates us. We worship people. Somebody just said we worship people, we worship idols, we worship the stars. You know, you got people doing astrology. That's a worship. They're worshiping those things, and God forbid, but there are people that worship the devil. Oh yeah, we got devil worshipers and if they're not or demons, we worship demons. You know, drug use is in, in cahoots with demonic spirits. Yeah, they're demons, and so, uh, so. You know, it's interesting. Many people worship gods that they can carry around in their pocket or in the bag or, you know, around the neck. So they're carrying gods around with them rather than letting, the, letting God carry them. God wants to carry you, not you carry a god that you made or you bought it at the store. What kind of nonsense? That's nonsense. That's insanity so John 4.24 tells us what? True worship. True worship requires reverence, honor, and respect both in thought and feeling. So worship is not just some fly-by-night little activity you do. It requires a part of you. It, it requires some, some push on your part, some thought involved in it. You don't worship something you don't understand. Okay, so John 421 says we worship what in spirit. And in truth, what does that mean in spirit? That means it's personal. And you cannot worship in spirit unless you have the Holy Spirit. Living inside of you, you can't do it. I don't care. You can. And there and there. That's the distinguishing thing about praise. People can praise the Lord and not be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can you can praise because that's just activity. But worship. Worship comes from the heart, it comes from within, it comes from the Holy Spirit. You can't even work, you can't do anything for God without the Spirit of God. So in spirit, Colossians 1:27 says what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. When the Spirit of Christ lives in you, now you can worship. So he says, worship in spirit and in truth. In truth means in agreement and understanding of his character. You worship him because of something. That's why Jesus said it in Matthew eleven twenty nine. Learn of me. Come unto me. Learn of me, because the more you know about him, the more understanding you have of who you're worshiping. You worshiping and you now you know why you're worshiping him. You start to find out who this is. Remember we talked about that? Who this man was that rode in on the on the donkey in, Jer, in the Jerusalem that day. The creator. Don't get me started on who he is now. Who is the king of glory? The Lord, <laughs> strong and mighty, mighty in battle. <laughs> yes, Lord. You, know, you guys out there can't hear what we're saying out here. We're just in here just worshiping the Lord. That's all. In spirit and in truth. So worship means a life. This is, worship is a lifetime. lifestyle. It's not something you just do on Sunday. It's something you do. How often do you need the Lord? How many many days a week? How many hours in a day? How many minutes in an hour? How many seconds in a minute? I need the Lord. I need Thee every hour. I need Thee, And so because I need him every hour, I worship him every hour. Every moment of the day. That song says every moment of the day, let it be Jesus. Jesus is my walking. Jesus is my talking. Every moment of the day, let it be Jesus. He's my reason for living. He's my source of survival. Every moment of the day, let it be Jesus. That's the Jamaican him. Uh, so we worship him. It's a, a lifetime of service and obedience to God. The Bible references the meaning of worship as a labor rendered by slaves to a master. Matthew 16, 24 says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him what? Deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That's obedience. That's worship. I'm going to give you some expressions or examples of worship. Ephesians 5, 20. One expression of worship is giving thanks to the Lord. When you give thanks to the Lord, you are worshiping him. Ephesians 5.20 says, And give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We worship him when we have communion every first Sunday. We're worshiping him. Matthew 26 and 1 Corinthians chapter 11 talks about Jesus when he said, this is my blood of the new covenant do this in remembrance of me that's worship we're worshiping him we worship him in song we just got through praising him and if you love him and I think most everybody in here does we are praising and worshiping him you know when you see when you hear those songs some of them move you I don't know about you but some of them move me. When you, you know, like like one of the at the end of some of the psalms. At the end of the psalm, it says "sila." That word "sila." It means think about that. Meditate on that. What he just got through saying about who he is, about how good he is. We worship him in song. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing. And with joy. That's Psalm 100.2, 100.2, 100, 100, verse 2. Ephesians 5.19 says, singing with his, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. We worship Him, giving financially. We got a box on the wall. we worshiping Him when you give because you're saying that. And now remember, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says that we, he says he loves a cheerful giver. And he also says we don't give grudgingly or out of pressures, necessity. We give, why? Out of a grateful heart. We are worshiping him. We are giving to the Lord because the Lord has been so good. Oh, my. He's been so good to me. I don't mind giving to the work of the Lord because he's been so good to me. I can never repay him for what he's done for me, for what he's given me, how he's blessed me. He's blessed me. He's blessed my socks off me. He blessed me in my home. He's blessed me on my job that I used to have that I don't work anymore. I'm retired. Hallelujah. (laughs) But he blessed me. He blessed my wife with her job for 32 years so he blessed us we're, we're, we, we know it and we don't mind telling somebody and that's the key you, you worship him as you as you are this is what he said as the Lord prospers you you give so when the Lord bless you with that paycheck that Lord bless you with that little financial whatever you call it a blessing you know I'm going to give some to the church I'm going to give some to the work to the work of the Lord because God's been good, He's been good. I woke up this morning. I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not in pain. I walked in. I'm not in pain. I'm not in pain. I'm saying that because I know people that are in pain. But even if you're in pain, you can still worship the Lord. You still have something to be worship to worship the Lord for. He gave you your right mind. He gave you a roof over your head. Do you know that people? You know, I got up this morning. You know, I pray and I said, there are people that. I say thank you for the roof of my head. There are people that did not have one. People slept under bridges, slept in the sides of freeways. Thank God some of them have tents. Some of them don't have tents. Some of them slept under bus stop, uh, you know, on the bench of the bus stops. Some people slept, some people, you know, a lot of these people they get drunk because they they need the well, they're drunk, they drink because they're, they're alcoholics, but that also keeps them warm at night. Because they don't have any, they, 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 they fall asleep in the grass. I'm blessed, and I know it, and I th- and I'm thankful to the Lord for that. How many are blessed today? Amen. Amen. So we we worship Him. We we worship Him financially by giving as He has blessed us, and we worship Him cheerfully. He doesn't want you to give if you don't want to give. Don't do it. He doesn't want it. He doesn't. Does God need your money really? God don't. Everything, belo- Thank you. Somebody said it's his anyway. Everything belongs to him. You're not taking anything. When you leave here, you're not taking one thing with you. And everything you have, somebody else gave it to you. You didn't make it. You might have bought it, but you didn't make it. Okay, let me move on. Let me get off that. And we worship the Lord by giving of our talents. The Lord has blessed us with talents. Everybody. You You think you don't have a talent? Who thinks, raise your hand if you don't have a talent? Raise your hand. (laughs) And nobody raised their hand because we know we all have a talent. God has given us all gifts. What is your gift? If you don't know what your gift is, have you asked the Lord? Have you talked to the Lord? I mean, really, do you think you don't, do you think you can't talk to the Lord? You can talk to him. Come, He, he says, come unto me. Jesus said, come unto me. Come to me. All you that are weary, that are tired and heavy burdened with life's problems, with life's uh, uh, issues, with, with, with the burden of politics and the economy and the, you know your wor- wayward kids and your husband that doesn't want to act right and your wife that doesn't want to, come to me. The Lord, you know what? Jesus was here. Jesus was here on Earth. What I just say? I said the Creator of the universe was here on Earth, and He became a man and He lived here for 33 years. He knows what it feels like to be in this flesh. He knows what it feels like to be cold, to be hot, to be hungry, to be uh, uh, tired and needs to take a nap. He knows what it feels to be thirsty. When He went to the woman at the well, He wasn't just talking when He said, "Give me a drink." He was thirsty. He had a physical body. When Jesus became a man, he did not take away his deity. He was still God. He added humanity. And he was tempted, the Bible says, in all areas as we are, yet without sin. So he knows what we feel like. He knows what it feels like to hurt, to be abused, to be disrespected, to be... Uh, falsely accused you didn't do it but falsely accused something you didn't do he knows what it feels like he knows what it feels like to have a friend betray you or deny you he knows what it feels like to be all alone and lonely that's why he says come to me come to me I, I do I understand what you're going through and guess what He's like a he's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd, and he will not push you, but he will lead you. Where is he leading you? He's leading you beside still waters. Besides what he's leading you to green pastures. He's re, he'll lead you to a place where you can rest and be restored. He leads you in the paths. Of right living, right living. This is only this is the only way you're gonna what be able to love your enemies. It's easy to love your friends. It's easy to love those that love you, and that are gonna love you back if you love them. But he didn't say do that. He said love your enemies. Do good to them that don't do good to you. I'm telling you something that's hard to do. I'm telling you something that's impossible to do without him. You cannot do it without him. And if you can't do it, if you find yourself in a situation where you have anger in your heart, you you can't forgive that issue, that person, you need help and you need him. Come to me, he said, come. Come to me. Bring it to me. Cast all your cares. Cast your cares on him. He just wants the best for you. Do you know how much he loves you? Don't get me started on how much he loves you now. Do you know what Psalm 139, it says, His thoughts towards you are more than the sands on the seashore. Oh, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. No, you don't understand what I'm saying. Here's, here, here, here's what I want you to do next time you go to the beach get a teaspoon take a teaspoon of sand take it home with you <laughs> lay it on the table count the sand count each grain of sand in that one teaspoon and next year when you're done come back and tell me how many counted now that's just a teaspoon but he says my thoughts toward you are more than all the sand on the seashore. Wait a minute. No, no, he couldn't mean me. He couldn't mean me because he, you know, you don't know me. You don't know what I've done. You don't know how I've been acting. Guess what? Jesus, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing, nothing, nothing you've done. There is nothing you have done that can change who he is, he's love. If he's love, he can't not be love, and he cannot love you no matter what you've done. Come to me. Come to me. So we worship him in a, in a given of our talents. Some of us can sing. Some of us you know how to cook. In the back, back there, praise God. Raquel is in the house. <laughs> Praise God. We all have gifts. Use your gifts. Use use it to help somebody. He just wants he just wants us. He uses our hands, our legs to to help other people. That's what he does. And we worship him in obedience. Romans 12:1 says what, brethren, I I beseech you, I beg you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. It's just the least you can do. It's your reasonable service. Amen. So let's look at why we worship. We worship the Lord because 1 Chronicles 16 29 says, Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his presence. Worship the Lord in all his holy Splendor. I said five after. It's already five after. I messed up already. Why we worship the Lord? Because we're commanded to do it. Luke 4, 8. Jesus says, it is written. He's talking to Satan now. He says, you must worship the Lord and him only, him only shall you serve. God alone deserves our worship because of who he is. His many attributes. We could not, we don't have enough time to go through all his attributes. But we know he's a faithful creator. Revelation, Revelation 4.11 tells us he's a faithful creator. His, his attributes, because of his goodness, One hundred uh, Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good. His mercies endure. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues To each generation. We worship him because of his love and mercy. Lamentations 3.22 says. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. They are new every morning. How many know that. How many witnessed his mercy this morning? Oh yeah. His mercy. You had his mercy yesterday morning but I need new mercy today. And thankfully, his mercy don't stop in the morning. His mercy is good in the afternoon. His mercy is good in the evening. His mercy is good in the midnight hour. Hey, praise God. His mercy, his holiness because of his holiness. Psalm 99 and 9, this is where we started. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain in Jerusalem for the Lord our God is holy. That means he's not. There's none like him. There's none beside him. <clears throat> Do you know God never asks for consultation. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have anybody he has to go. He doesn't have a mentor. You know, I I have a, I have to have a mentor. I need somebody around me. I need somebody near me. I need somebody. You know, when I got a, You know, I need a, a something to, to 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 hash over. I need somebody to talk to. God don't need. He don't need me. He don't need you. <laughs> but he loves you and he loves me. We have, I'm going to give you some examples, and then I'm almost done, of men who, ag- who acknowledged and who rep- who recognized his greatness. We know Moses. He saw him in the burning bush. Moses said, what is going on here? This bush is on fire and it won't go out <laughs> and what God God showed himself to Moses and he said Moses take your shoes off this is holy ground this is God this is this is this is God we're talking about here God is no joke and that mountain and where where Moses saw uh, God on the mountain. Do you know? Except for uh, Joshua knows, they were not allowed to even touch that mountain because it was a holy mountain. He said, "Don't let nobody touch them, Don't let the animals touch it because they'll die. If they do, you, t- you they, they're going to die." So Moses and who else? Uh, oh, the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul met him on the on the road going to get some take some letters to uh, Damascus and and Jesus opened up the light on him. Ooh he, he fell to the ground was blind for 3 days. So Paul experienced a holy God. Who he said, "Who are you, Lord?" He said, "I'm the one you trying to persecute." What he's saying? He said, "When you mess with my kids, you mess with me. Do you know what I'm telling you? So that that is a that is a lesson for us when we are attacking one another. You know, the last commandment Jesus gave them when he was uh, on the Last Supper. He says, "A new commandment I give you: love one another." So we don't we don't fight with one another as saints. But when outsiders try to mess with us, you know what you do for them? You pray for them. You pray for them. You pray, Lord, have mercy. You pray for them to have, Lord, have mercy on that person because they don't know what they're doing. Messing with God's children? No, no, you don't do that. Look at what Jesus did on the cross. when He, All those people that attacked him and beat him and spit on him and slapped him, put the crown of thorns on his head and laughed at him, tore up his clothes. Lord, forgive, forgive them because why they don't know what they're doing. They don't know. So we have to be the same. I'm almost done. And the, and the third one is John, John, the apostle, John, the apostle of all people that recognize the glory of God, John, the apostle on the Isle of Patmos. He, the book of revelation is called the revelation of Jesus Christ. He saw stuff, awesome stuff. Those experienced who God is, why we worship him. When we worship, we get benefits. There are benefits. Worship, uh, Psalm 1611 says what? In his presence, his fullness of joy and at his right hand, pleasures. Forevermore, Anybody that worships idols, their idols are just things, silver gold shaped by humans. We make idols or we buy them. This is the, look. you know what, I'm running out of time here. They have ears but cannot hear. They have noses but cannot smell. They have hands they cannot feel. They have feet they can't walk. Throats that cannot utter a sound. And look, those who make idols are just like the idols they make. Revelation 7, 9 through 12 says, this is where uh, uh, we have the benefit of the future where we are going to be among those that are in heaven worshiping the Lord. And then I'm wrapping this up with First Chronicles 16. I'm reading a few verses, verses 8, 9, 29, 30, and 36. Verse 8 says, give thanks to the Lord. And proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into the presence. Into his presence. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Verse 36 says, praise the Lord. The God of Israel who lives from everlasting to everlasting. So, and in conclusion, why do I worship him? Let's get real. What has he done for us? Huh? Who is he to you? Who is he to me? And who is he to you? Because Jesus asked, asked a question to the who do men say that I am? Some say one thing, some say another. But what about you? Who is he to you? Depends on your experience with him, and the more you see, the more you search him out. The more you see him, the more experience with him you have. The more you'll have recognition. Then he, who he is to you, you have more to worship him for, more reason to worship him. What has he done for you? Oh my, what has he done for you? Just one day, just today. What has he done for you? He woke you in your right mind. Everybody in here looks beautiful and and handsome. And you got on clean clothes, you got on shoes, you you probably ate breakfast this morning. You came in here on your own strength. Nobody rolled you in here because God has been good to you. That's why I worship him. I don't know about you, but that's why I worship him for what he's done for me. I worship him for how he loves me. He loves me. He doesn't love me because he loves me in spite of. He knew me before, what did he say? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and called you, and he also loved me. I love him for his many promises. Jesus said, What? Well, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm coming back and I'm gonna get you. In the first Thessalonians chapter 5 says. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who are alive and remain will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. So will we ever be with the Lord. We have a future promise. We have a future hope. I know I'm running late. Pastor said, we got all day, all right. No. Don't listen to him. (laughs) Amen. God bless you all this morning. Lord bless you. This is the day of Pentecost. Keep that in mind uh, and uh, remember what it's all about. It's not just about the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. It's also about that day when we're going to be raptured out of here and taken to be with our Lord and we're going to ever be with the Lord. Amen. 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 God bless you. Love the
1: Lord and worship him. Exalt the Lord and worship him. Exalt the Lord and worship him. I believe the writers say, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh magnify, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let us exalt his name together. Can we just do that for a moment? Let's just worship the Lord. Whether you're in the house, whether you're in Zoom land, Facebook land, can we just worship the Lord for who he is? The root word is worth, and he's worthy to be praised. The old song say, look where he brought me from. He brought me out of darkness into this marvelous light. We ought to worship the Lord today. We ought to give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, God, we bless your name. We magnify you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Praise your holy name. And you know what? This is just a rehearsal. When we get to heaven, we're going to show enough saying and praise the Lord. One moment in God's kingdom will pay for it all. No more crying, no more sickness, no more pain. The former things will be passed away. All things will become new because of who he is, because what he's done. Thank you, Jesus. I dare you just think about where he brought you from. Think about that, that lowest point in your life. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Think about that time when you didn't think you were gonna make it out. But I heard it said, but God. I'd have been lost, but God. I was weary, wounded, and sad, but God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, well, you know, before we do that, you know, if, you, if you heard this message today, you know, and, and you, you you thought that uh, worship was just something to, to say, but now you understand through the man of God, the word of God, that worship is calmly for God's people. We worship him because of who he is. And if you haven't had that experience in your life to come to know Jesus Christ, you know what, today is your day. Today is your day. Hallelujah. To thank him for creating you. To bless him for raising you up this morning, as the preacher said, and started you on your way. It don't take a whole lot to come to know Jesus. It just take a made-up mind. You know, sometimes we have to get tired of ourselves. Have you ever been there? You get tired of folks. I know we get tired of other people, but have you ever got tired of yourself? And when you get tired of yourself, you are just right for God to give you a new self. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. If you're in the house of the Lord today if wherever you may be, you're hearing this message. Just surrender to Jesus, that's all. Ask him to forgive you of of your sins recognize that you're a sinner and ask Jesus to come into your life. It don't take all day to do that. If you have it in your mind now, you just call on Jesus and he'll make a way out of no way. Praise the Lord. Sister Amanda, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's worship him. Thank you, Jesus.
2: God is so good. God. want to sing a little bit of this song right here. The Lord is mine and I am his. His banner over me is love with me the Lord is mine the Lord Today His banner, His banner, His, his banner, banner over me, me is love.
1: Hallelujah. Aren't you
2: glad you know Him today? Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah! Glory, glory! And in the in the Hebrew tongue, that banner is Jehovah Nissi, yeah. the Lord, my banner.